Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. This podcast has been for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to basically grow your fundamentals, but in bite-sized segments of time so that you have time to do whatever else it is that you want to do. So today's episode is more on tennis elbow. You hear about this all the time, but what exactly does this mean? So another word for tennis elbow is lateral epicondylitis. So think more overuse injury mostly due to eccentric overload of the common extensor tendon at the origin of the extensor carpi radialis brevis tendon, ECRB. Okay. I'll say that again. Extensor carpi radialis brevis tendon. So you'll see this uh, happen a lot with like repeated gripping or, and or wrist extension, So most people think of it like with tennis because you're doing these activities, but you can also see it with badminton or anything that involves a lot of repeated wrist extension, radial deviation, and or forearm supination. There's also um, a sport called squash that I saw in the research. I've never heard of that before. If you play it, reach out and enlighten me what that is, Um, or I guess I could Google it, but Anyways, let's get back to it. So who exactly gets this? The tennis elbow or lateral epicondylitis we'll see a lot more in people over the age of 40 years. It's it's pretty equal in men versus women, um, but you'll see it a little bit more in people who are smokers, they're obese. Um, if they're doing any repetitive movement for at least two hours a day, or if they're doing vigorous activity like Pretty much managing any physical loads over 20 kilograms. Now, if this patient walks in your door, a lot of times they're going to complain about the pain just happened out of nowhere. It was insidious onset, but it often relates to some sort of overuse history without necessarily a traumatic event. Like, for example, my mom got this from deciding to paint an entire fence all in one day. So she had a great time in physical therapy, not with me. Uh, This was before I became a physical therapist. But it also, it gets worse with activity and then it improves with rest in the lateral elbow. Um, You know, you can ask your patient, hey, did you just start using a new equipment or did you start a weird new workout routine? And sometimes they might have a acute injury or a strain and then it turns into acute on chronic overuse issue. So the next thing we do is basically you push on it. Um, So they're going to have maximum tenderness over the lateral epicondyle in the like pretty focal one to two centimeters from the lateral epicondyle. And that's important because there's other differentials that are close by, but not that close. Okay. So they'll notice they'll have a lot more pain with resisted wrist extension, especially if the elbow is extended and the forearm is pronated, um, which plays into some of our special tests here in a sec. And then um, there should not be any numbness or tingling. They could have radial nerve entrapment, but if they have numbness or tingling, it's not just tennis elbow, keep looking. You can also check their grip strength, see if it's decreased or not. Now, some special tests are COSINS, which is resisted wrist extension with radial deviation and full pronation. MILS is where, so with one hand on MILS, you're palpating the lateral epicondyle. And then with the other, you're pronating the patient's forearm. You're going to fully flex their wrist. 
and then their elbows extended. So if they have pain at the insertion, right in the lateral epicondyle, it's positive. And then Maudsley's is when you do resisted third finger extension and it's painful. Yeah, that's a positive. So keep in mind that when you are assessing somebody for, for this, you should also be playing devil's advocate for yourself. So you should have some differentials to confirm your diagnosis. So one is, hey, do they have referred pain from the neck? Is it a like a cervical radiculopathy? Do they have radial nerve entrapment? Or another one is radial tunnel syndrome, which is basically entrapment of the posterior interosseous nerve entrapment, um, which in that case, their pal- painful palpation would be three to four centimeters distal and anterior to the lateral lateral epicondyle, which is why I said, hey, pay attention to landmarks. And with this radial tunnel syndrome, they're also going to have pain with resisted third finger extension and pain with resisted forearm supination. So the belief is that the PIN is trapped under the free edge of the supinator muscle. They could also have posterior lateral rotary instability, posterior lateral elbow plica, capitellar osteochondritis desiccans, triceps tendonitis, radiocapitellar arthritis, or another one I thought was interesting was shingles. So what do we do about it? One, you're resting from the offending activity. So you're trying to allow your body to manage the stress that it's dealing with. So you might have to take away some stress because it's an overuse injury. So you'll often see, um, sometimes patients will be given counterforce straps around their elbow. These can be controversial just because you're compressing the area, but some patients find this helpful. So, and that's something that we can look into in the future, but often in PT, you'll see us do a lot of forearm stretching, strengthening manual therapy, and then trying to progress towards eccentric muscle strength so that they can handle the eccentric overload in the future. Um, and then usually people will get pain relief within 12 months of conservative treatment, which seems like a long time, but probably because it varies person to person, depending on the starting quality of the tissue there. So let me know if you have any questions, you know where to find me. It's at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com, or you can check me out on Instagram at ptsnackspodcast. Otherwise, I'll be starting an email soon, probably in the beginning of the year. You can go ahead and sign up for that on my website. Um, there's a link there. I promise not to spam you. It's probably going to be more so sending out study tips that will help you. So if you want some help studying, great. If you don't, don't sign up. It's not a big deal. If you want to support the show, tell someone you know about it, that you're enjoying it, that would benefit from it too, that it's relevant to them. Um, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps me out as well. If you need some CEUs and maybe you're limited on time or resources, you've got family to take care of, you can't go on your weekends off to go to some CEU course, um, follow the link in the show notes to MedBridge. They are offering $175 off for an entire year. So depending on what package you get, you can pay for an entire year to get some CEUs for $200 or $250 just to do at your own pace. I, it is an affiliate link, just FYI, but I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't use it myself. So something to keep in mind. And then if you want to support the show monetarily, there's also a link for buy me a coffee. Okay. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time. <laughs>